This is the Sunshine Coast, Mark and Caroline, by 92.7 Mix FM. Good morning, Mark, and good morning, Caroline. Hey there, Lucas. You've written a book called Stealth Raiders, A Few Daring Men in 1918. It's about Australian infantrymen, quite low-ranked Australians, who did a pretty extraordinary job. What did they do? Caroline, it's an amazing story. So in 1918, these guys, either alone or in small groups of mates, would creep from their posts and crawl through a no-man's land that was filled with crops of wheat, ditches and streams, and they would basically surprise German posts and sneak up on them, capture prisoners, kill Germans, capture machine guns, and sometimes advance the line. What made this tactic extraordinary was they did it without any orders at all. These are the guys in the post closest to the enemy and they reacted to what was happening around them. So they were unofficial raids. Because they were unofficial, they didn't have a lot of support from higher command. Could they have got into trouble? Yeah, I mean, in the early days of stealth raiding, the higher command had no idea about it. And in fact, if you read the diaries, as as I've done, the lower-ranking infantrymen say this sort of thing is not allowed. Of course, when they pulled off a successful stealth raid, Mm. the commanders were quite happy to take the credit for those ones. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much standard management. Uh, That's right. (laughs) (laughs) But but tell me, Lucas, the two things that made this possible was the the incredible frustration that the Australian soldiers, and I guess all the soldiers that were fighting against the Germans, the the death toll was just so enormous with the old style of everyone jumping up out of the trench and charging at the enemy. Yeah, Mark, it's a good point, and there's probably a couple of crucial factors. First was the landscape. In 1918, the landscape of the war, the battlefield changed radically so the image that we probably have in our minds of the first world war is of mud and trenches and Mm, barbed wire machine guns and that was um the images of 1916 and 1917 the the great battles of the somme and what we know as passchendaele but in early 1918 in march and april 1918 the the germans uh, launched a massive offensive was almost their last attempt to force a peace and that offensive was initially successful and, and it swept through all of the battlefields of 1916 and 1917 so that when the Australians came into the line to face the Germans in, in 1918 they fought in, in what one of the diggers described as a landscape of marvellous beauty they were amid crops, they yeah. were amid fields gullies and ditches and rivers and streams and yeah. it was no longer yeah. trench warfare so th- this appealed to a certain type of guy, uh, particularly guys who could use this magnificent cover guys with you know a vital sense of direction and they could start to think for themselves and, and Mark as you say they were frustrated by what had been a long line of orders and, and set-piece battles and, and raids that they'd been ordered to do that had had no clear objectives and that often were vain hopes that, you know, devastating mm. casualties. Um, mm. And whilst all the armies of the war experienced these sorts of battles, the Australians by 1918 were, you know, they were Jack- running out of men by the month. Yep. In Australia, we had, we'd had two failed conscription referendums. So the Australian battalions were, by the time that we're talking about in the book Stealth Raiders, it was down to 350 men per battalion when, when there ought to have been 1,200. And wow. These guys were determined, determined to find another way, not to, not to disobey orders, but to find and modify and innovate yeah, so that right. they could actually pull off the job of defeating the enemy, but at, but at no great cost to themselves or to their mates. Just as a side question, that referendum, was it a postal vote? <laughs> <laughs> It may not have stood for much, had it been. (laughs) Lucas, it's a fantastic book, mate. It's just perfect for World War I nerds like myself. There's even a letter there from a bloke from Kilcoy. Colin Butler from Kilcoy Station. Yeah. Yes, Colin Butler was a classic example of a stealth raider. When he signed up for the war, he went to Duntroon where he was failed for insufficient leadership. Um, (laughs) 
But in, in the actual heat of war, he was very quickly promoted to lieutenant. Yeah. His stealth raid, he undertook that with a, a young lad from Elambar, as you said, a, a guy called Ernest Dixon. And they crawled a 1,000 yards, nearly 900 metres or more, through the German system um, and found the German post by smelling, literally smelling the tobacco and hearing <laughs> coughing. You know, and that's how they managed to scout their way through all that that countryside to raid a post and, and capture several Germans and some machine guns. You know, these guys were thought of as master soldiers and ideal soldiers by their mates. The yeah. book is called Stealth Raiders by Lucas Jordan. Lucas, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Mark and Caroline. I really enjoyed talking to you.